Well, there, hello there, everyone. Welcome to the NDC Savings Club Radio Show Hour. And again, everyone, this is the NDC Savings Club. And I am your host, Alex Acuna. And we're going to be talking about our savings club and then what it is, the NDCSavingsClub.com. It's a resource where people can go and literally look at all kinds of programs there for health care, to help you save money on health care. So there's all kinds of programs in there and all talking about to save you money. And nowadays, <clears throat> we all definitely need ways that we can save money on health care, and that's what the NDC Savings Club is all about. It is absolutely free. There's nothing to sign up for. There is no membership. You just go to the website, and it's your club, again, for free. It's a directory to help you save money on health care. So, again, that's why we created this show, and this is why we created the Savings Club. So, again, please go to the NDCSavingsClub.com and look around. And if you're interested in any of the benefits there, uh, you, most likely there is a show that I've done. So if you're interested in saving money on, let's say, laboratory or glasses or on, let's say, senior care, there's, there's programs there that you'll be able to look at and you'll be able to listen to and then you'll be able to contact the company. Uh, and again, that's what's, what's here. It's a whole service that will help you save money. And I'm also continuing on my series on the flow of energy systems. And that's getting uh, really great reviews. I'm getting great email from you guys saying that you know you love the series. And what this is? Well, is kind of a, a series talking about all kinds of, of energy and how does energy flow through our body and the conception of energies. And some of these topics that are there that we already done are, let's say you're interested in chiropractic and how does that work. You're interested on magnets and how would that work. If you go to the previous shows, you can go to the EndlessSavingsClub.com and there's a, there's a tab up there on top, and it says radio show. And you'll be able to click onto it. Or definitely you can go on PRN and go in the archives there. All the shows are definitely there. So then definitely share this with your friends and family and neighbors and let them know that there's other ways in reference to health care. And again, uh, I'm trying to show that healthcare, there's a lot more than what we think besides exercises and vitamins and all this stuff. There's so many other ways in reference to healthcare. So again, uh, like I was mentioning before, you want to learn about magnets, you want to learn about acupuncture, you want to learn about auras, you want to learn about chakras, you know, how, how, how does that work? You want to learn about chi energy, you want to learn about crystals, and you want to learn about yoga. You know, how, how did that work? In Reiki, a lot of people talk about it. Uh, you can go 
and go to my archive shows on PRN or or on the Industry Savings Club, and you can actually listen to the people talking about, and these are their fields. A lot of these people have been doing this for 10, 30, 50 years. So again, these are the people out there in the industry, and we have really nice conversations talking about these topics. And so far, we got 36 of them. We might be going up to almost 40. So again, it's really interesting that you know people might want to know about these energy systems. In the future, we're going to talk, be talking about water. We're going to be talking about electromagnetic fields that we're completely surrounded by right now. Uh, getting uh, you know getting whacked by them, going right through our bodies, right through our brains, cell phones, being in front of the computer, Wi-Fi, and what is that doing to our body, our energy body? Because we are energy. Everything is energy. So again, these are some of the topics of interest. Astrology. You might want to learn how does energy flow with that. You might want to learn about healers. You know what kind of energy they're able to transmit and to heal. Um, you might want to know about psychics, you know, what what kind of energy they're able to sense or see. So, again, these are all things that are coming up in the future. Alchemy. Uh, we might want to be touching upon ghosts. You want to be talking about life after death. If there is more than us, life after death, which I believe that there is because, again, we are energy. Energy cannot be destroyed. It just changes form. So, again, we would always be. So again, this all has to do with energy. So again, this is what this series is all about. I think it's like our savings club is, is the first of its kind to help people save money on health care. And this would be the first of its kind that I've seen uh, to educate people on energy and all these different topics. You might also want to go again on the archives and contact the people, go to their websites and learn about it. And a lot of them, they might have therapies that you might want to use or be aware of it. A lot of them have books also. It's all on their website and all. So again, as you can see, it's something different. Um, today, I'm going to have my special guest in about maybe uh, 20 minutes from now. And his name is John um, Ivorvine. Ivorvine. And what he what he's going to be talking about is about Krillian photography. And that's going to be interesting, uh, Krillian photography. Uh, he's been doing, uh, he has a company called uh, imageco.com, and he has all type of equipment there for, uh, for instruments that it can read all kinds of, of energy fields. And he's written 10 books. He's written hundreds of articles on science and electronics. He has a patent also, and he has a company. And that's what the company is about. It's imageco.com, imagesco.com. And that's John Ivorvine. So again, uh, you can look at his website, and in about 20 minutes or so, we're going to be talking about his equipment and the whole concept here about Krillian photography, which I think you will find enlightening. Uh, Krillian photography, it's a corona discharge, or it's an energy field that emanates from uh, 
like say from your hand, it's a plate that you'll be able to put your hand on and you'll be able to take photographs before. Now it's digital. That's what we're going to talk about. And how you can see an energy field around your hand or around if you cut a leaf, how you can see the corona discharge of, of this energy field. And what does that mean? And again, uh, a lot of us have gone to health shows and you see these, uh, you know, um, aura photographies and all and how that interrelates with this corona um, discharge and clearly in photography. So we're going to start talking about the physics behind it and the reality of it. And for me, it was very enlightening. It, it isn't what we thought. It basically, what it boils down to, it, it, it's an electrical discharge. So, it, and again, this is what we'll talk with John in reference to this whole concept about Krillian photography. So again, as you can see, these are uh, things of interest. Uh, a lot of times we, we think certain things and it isn't what we thought until we do the research or we have the researchers that would tell us what what's going on. So this will be a good example of Krillian photography and what it really is from a person that's been doing this now for 25, 30 years. He has a company. He provides all this equipment. And again, you can go to the website here on ndcsavingsclub.com or to the PRN archives and look at his website and contact him. And he has incredible equipment, all kinds of equipment there that you know people can, if they want to be hobbyists or they want to be researchers, uh, researchers or whatever it might be, you can contact the company and see you know what you might be interested in. They'll be able to guide you and. And I, I think he also mentioned that they'll be able to also create special equipment if you need it. And again, you know, I, I wish I had the time to do that, you know, and do the research on that. But a lot of us, you know, we're busy, but some of us might have the time. And you might want to contact John and look at what equipment they have and do your own research. And maybe you can come up with, a, you know, an incredible breakthrough and have the technology here to make it so. So again... Just look forward here for John to have this, and he knows, written 10 books and hundreds of articles in, in the topic of electronics and all, and he also has a couple of patents going. So again, he knows about this. So again, as you can see here, everyone, this is what the Endesy Savings Club is, is give you new concepts, new ideas of possibilities, and it all interwines with ourselves our spiritual selves, our energy selves, our, our physical bodies, and these are all pieces. Um, as I'm doing this series, uh, more and more I'm realizing that we are very complex. There's many aspects of us in reference to our belief systems, into our environment, into um, you know what... We believe the spiritual, higher consciousness, and all this, these are all pieces, and, and looking into food, and again, talking about food, we did a great show with Gary No talking about living foods, and how, you know, how that helps you in your healing process, eating uh, live foods and juicing, and again, you can go back into our shows and archives and listen to that show, it's called Living Foods, 
and I did a great interview with Gary Noll, and he he brought up some great points that people can go and listen to the show and, and and see how it can help you with your conditions. And I really do believe that because again, um, living foods that comes from the earth, like sprouts, are definitely up there one hundred percent, and fruits and vegetables, of course. As long as it's not genetically modified, you know, and I guess we all know about that, you know, and these foods that are been shipped and gassed and, and God knows spray with what, uh, ideally the best thing is to grow your own food, have your own natural little gardens. I really believe that in the future um, we should have if we if we're lucky enough to have property and have a backyard right in your kitchen you should have behind the wall a door that you can create that you can create your own greenhouse it isn't that expensive and on there you can have your own uh vegetables that you can grow all year long uh you can also have your herbs and then this way have organic you know stuff that you can grow for yourself and eat because, again, we can't be trusting on this whole corporate bandwagon that is going on with all these uh, genetically modified foods and all. And that's definitely affecting our health, uh, creating diseases and creating conditions and neurological issues and all. And definitely more important for our kids. As our kids are growing up, especially at, at the young age when they're you know, from one year old and on, you definitely want to give them the best support, the best nutrient, and if you can, organically and natural. And for me, you know, more important is you grow your own. And I, and I think that the idea of a greenhouse or hydroponics like Gary talks about and learning about that, and I, and I thank you, everyone. You have been you know, suggesting that, and I'll put that up on the Savings Club put up the links up there so how you can do hyperponics and you can do different ways to be self-sufficient, take care of yourself. Uh, and also, uh, as I keep talking about weather conditions, and again, every time I keep telling people, you know, uh, patterns aren't what they used to be. Now is we're in chaos uh, theory or chaos possibility. Uh, it could be bright and sunny, you know, today and tomorrow you can have a flood, you know, in your streets, huge rain pour or freezing or whatever it might be. We're getting into the springtime now. And I have men mentioned in shows before that if you have any basements or if you don't, if your ground floor, raise your valuables that you might have in your basement or even in your first floor, raise them up to the second or third floor. And, and get your valuables out of there, like important documents and yearbooks and pictures and photo albums and whatever things are invaluable to you, you know, um, that you have, raise them up. And I mentioned before, too, uh, in your storage units, a lot of us have storage units, you know, that, you know, we, we accumulate so much junk and we need to put it somewhere else in storage. Well, if that's on the ground floor or below sea level, that can be destroyed. And a lot of times, you know, we don't have the insurance for that. So you have a lot of valuable things that could be destroyed. So if you have stuff stored in storage units, 
raise it up to to the second or to the third or to the fourth floor. So at least to be safe-minded that you know that you've done that. I did it this year because I thought of that. I have some storage uh, in my – I have some stuff that I have in my storage, and I went and brought it over to the second floor because, again – you just don't know what's going to happen. We're getting into the spring. We can have, you know, a huge rainfall. And that's been happening across the country, flooding. Colorado, down in the south, and you have places that never flooded before. And now you have huge rainstorms. And think about it, right? If everything is ground floor and there's so much rain that inches can fall within hours, the sewers can only take care of so much rainfall. And I've seen that myself personally. In front of my house, we had our street. One time, about a year ago, it rained so much that the water had nowhere to go, and the water was gushing out of the manhole cover. The water was gushing out like two or three feet above the manhole cover. My street became like a river, like a stream. And... Some of the water went into the basement because it cannot be stopped. So imagine, you know, if that happens to you. And now, you know, your basement's flooded. You can't do anything about it. You just got to wait. And whatever valuable stuff you have is destroyed. So the same thing could be if you have storage on the ground floor. So, again, raise it up. Bring your valuable things to the top. And, again, everyone, these conditions are happening now these weather phenomena and everything is happening more and more and again this is all part you know of weather crazy weather patterns either be man-made or not man-made or it's just our environment that's being destroyed we're beginning to be aware of this and you see shows you know on the news you see what's happening all over the world and here here even in the u.s so again I try to help people. I try to give people advice and things that you didn't think of. So again, you know, please, you know, take heed on that and and be safe and proactive than to be sorry. So it's a little effort on our part, but at least you're safeguarding yourself. And again, there's so many shows out there talking about how can we take care of ourselves, how can we be self-sufficient, because realistically, everyone, when things happening, when things happen, you're gonna have to rely on yourself. And there's, a, there's thank God for the great information's out there on the internet, because we can look at. I, I love YouTube, because literally you can find out anything out there on YouTube. Just put it out there in the search, and look at what other people are saying. And of course, uh, I always say to people look at diff, a whole bunch of different sources, not just come up with the first one. I would say look at five or ten sources and come up with a consensus of probably what, you know, what it will be good. So, again, I always suggest that to people. You know, do your homework. And then look at ways that you can uh, self, you know, take care of yourself and don't rely on city or, or, or local state or government. You know, rely on yourself. And you know, if you can, that would be better and prepare. Because, again, it's not when it's, you know, I mean, it's not if, it's going to be when something happens. And, again, and talking about that, in the Savings Club, 
thendcsavingsclub.com, we have all kinds of resources there. Um, I put a section there on the left-hand side for resources. And again, that's what the Savings Club is all about. I have there, if, if people are disabled, you know, we have the Association for Injured Disabled Workers. If people want free credit reports back there, we have re-employment help. I mean, there's a lot of government programs out there that is able to help people, believe it or not. I mean, it's our taxpayer money, and it's there. People just have to be aware of it. you got here government benefits, a whole site. These are all government uh, programs that are able to help you. Uh, we have here disaster assistance. It's a whole program here that gives you forms. There's 17 federal agencies that you can apply for disaster. Maybe not for ourselves or someone that we know, our friends or family somewhere else that can use this and you can give them this uh, resource so they can use it and that's why we put this up there in the savings club we have here protect your child from sex offenders it's a free service people can look up and they can look up and who's around your neighborhood that might be child predators and stuff that you're not aware of and they have pictures there and their uh, records and it's a free service I mean people pay for this so we try to get great programs there to help people. We have here um, Home Educators Resource Directory. This is for people now that are doing homeschooling. And people can look at different resources here that people can use. So again, this is all there on resources. So again, as you can see, the Savings Club, there's a lot of stuff that help you save money, more geared towards healthcare. But it's here to help you. Um, we have here uh, a free a legal service that you can use. You can get the service. Uh, they have a legal service for families and then for businesses. Uh, again, th those are two different services. You can pay for them if you need them, which I think it's, uh, I have both because I have it for personal and I have it for business. So it isn't that expensive. Uh, we have here a free travel club through Mount Montrose Travel. And I'm doing a business trip in Las Vegas um, next month in April. And I use these people. I first went out there online, tried to contact the airlines directly and all. And again, you know, even a month before the trip, they gave me these crazy prices. And I had, I had stopovers for seven or nine hours. Uh, what is happening now, which was interesting with, you know, airline tickets and all. There are no more direct flights most of the time. W what's been happening is that the airplanes been stopping over in other cities. Like in my case, you had to go to, to, Los, An I mean, to Las Vegas, but I'm living here, leaving here from New Jersey, from Newark Airport, going uh, from Newark Airport, it goes to Chicago because they want to fill up the plane, as many people as they can inside the, the, the plane, so they can fly over to, uh, Los, uh, to Las Vegas. So again, if, there's, if the plane is half full, whatever, they fly it over to somewhere that's closer, it's trying to save gas. That's happening a lot. So what was interesting about my travel club is that I couldn't do nothing going because I had big conventions going on in April in Vegas. So I, I had to stop over to uh, Chicago only for an hour stopover, which was great. And then it went to Vegas. But on the way back, 
they got me a direct flight back from Vegas back to New Jersey, which was appreciative. You know, that was great. Other places wanted me to wait 10 or, or 11 hours to stop over at Dallas and wait. So again, um, this is what this travel club is able to do. And, and the best part of it is that you're able to speak with someone. I mean, a lot of these internet programs, you know, Expedia and all this stuff, you can't talk to anyone. And good luck if you're going to go overseas. You know, you, there's not going to be no one to speak to maybe on the internet, and that's if you're able to connect to it. So I like the convenience of speaking to actual physical person and having them make the arrangements for me. And they're such a big organization that they're able to get you the best deals. And they're able to get you cruises and, and all kinds of programs. And again, as you can see here, everyone, the Savings Club is what it is. It's a great resource to go there and have it there to help you uh, save money. So again, everyone, as you can see, this is all part of our Savings Club. It's a free resource. People can have access to it. And again, it's at the NDCSavingsClub.com. Or definitely you can go on PRN, go on the archive, and look at our shows and look at our program. So it's a complete free service and is there that people can use. Um, so again, everyone, please take advantage of this free service and then tell your friends and your family and your neighbors about it. Because again, you just... You never know, you know, what's happening with them, and you might want to give this great resource to them. So that's what this NDC Savings Club radio show is all about, helping people, and not only helping, but also educating people on all kinds of circumstances or issues that are out there. So again, uh, last week's show, and, and I usually do a couple-minute recap, last, week, last week's show, and it's their archive. I did a whole concept of letting it go, and it was an interesting show. I got back a lot of great feedback from it to let it go, and what do I mean by that? I meant to say that since thought is energy, which it is, and everything we think, I believe that there's substance to it. So I believe that as we think of stuff, let's say that there's a lot of addictions out there, like cigarette smoking, and you have the like foods and drugs and alcohol and, and and chattering mind and bad relationships and all this. Well, when you think about these things, they kind of accumulate uh, inside of you, and you attract this. So. I'm looking at it as something that accumulates because you're thinking about it. And let's say, as an example, a cigarette. You never did it before. Maybe you wanted to start smoking or alcohol, a beer. And I believe that the thought of it and you thinking about it, it accumulates inside of you spiritually. And then the more you do it, the more it binds you, it grounds you, like they say about energy. Um Love is a very free-floating uh, energy, and hatred and all is very grounding. It's very solid. So saying that, if you start thinking about it and doing it, it grounds you. It kind of like immobilizes you. It, it makes you become it. 
So cigarette smoking, gambling, sex addictions, food addictions, the more you think about it, you become grounded to that and you're thinking about it. So I, I look at it as a weight. So the weight might start off as an ounce, it becomes heavier, it might become a pound to 10 pounds to 100 pounds, and then to a million pounds. It literally grounds you and then you become addicted to it. So, and I said before doing my show, it was like a, it was like a, uh, a canary. And the canary had, uh, ha- had a, a chain and ball or an anchor stuck to its ankle. And it, it grinds that canary from flying free because it's being grounded by all this weight of all this negative thoughts and all. But the interesting for me is that, yes, there is a ball and chain, uh, an anchor t- you know, to the canary, but what's connected to it is just a strand of hair. So you can imagine the anchor with a strand of hair, and the strand of hair is connected around the ankle of the canary. And the canary thinks it's bounded, but it is not. The canary, any thought, can just fly away and break the strand. And that's, for me, the whole concept of letting it go. I believe you you can substitute a thought with another thought. So, again, when you think of drinking, uh, you know, cigarettes, you can say, I let it go. And you substitute one thought for the other, and you can break it and let it go, and I've said that to other people. They love the idea, and they've been doing well with the concept. So, again, I believe that we have the power to let go, and it's up to us to substitute one thought with another and let it go. And I, and I, and I had the song there of Frozen by Disney, the song Let It Go, Let It Go, Let It Go, and I have that as part of the show. And that's what I sing in my head when things you know, become overwhelming stuff. I say, just let it go. Don't, don't let me think about it and just let it go and, and be positive. So I don't become grounded. So that was the concept there of letting it go. So again, uh, you know, again, go back to the archives and listen to our show and it's there. So at this point, I'm going to bring in our special guest, John, you're here with us today. Oh, great to have you here. Uh, on our show here, John. Uh, as you can see, you know, we t- we're talking about different conceptual concepts. Uh, I'm doing a whole series now on energy. And one of the things that, and I'm, I'm very uh, fortunate to come across yourself and your whole thing, and one of my topics here is on Krillian photography. And here you are a person that's been doing this for probably 25 years or more, yeah. You've written books on the topics and electronics and all, and you've written you know, hundreds of articles in science and electronics and magazines and all. So, I mean, we're pretty fortunate to have someone like yourself here. Can you well, please you. tell us? Yes. Can you please tell us a little bit about yourself so people would know, and then we can get into the, into the subject? All right. Well, you know, my name is John Ivini. I, uh, I mm-hmm. own and operate uh, Images SI Inc. Uh, one of the products that we make is a Carillion photography unit. Mm-hmm. Uh, that people would we sell this as a um, special effects photography unit. We don't sell mm-hmm. it with um, any kind of woo-woo human aura things. Although a lot of people mm-hmm. purchase it for that specific mm-hmm. reason, um, and you know they do their own tests on leaves and mm-hmm. everything. But um, we sell okay, it for special can, effects. 
John, can, let's talk a little bit about, about the Krillian idea of it, but definitely I, I, I want to talk a little bit about your company because you, you have a lot of equipment here, and then we get in, we'll get into that topic of Krillian photography. Sure. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, you're just chuck full of stuff here in reference to, to uh, electronics. Right, right. Uh, we're, uh, we're a lot into uh, nuclear science, Geiger counters, um, mm-hmm. you know, hard science stuff. And uh, I, I like to dabble in um, biofeedback mm-hmm. and um, sci science. Um, we have a random number generator to test PK, mm-hmm. micro PK, mm-hmm. um, you know, cutting edge uh, ESP research, SI research, you know, like mm-hmm. Dean Radin and, um, you know, things. You know, luminaries in inside research. Working with. One of the topics, since you 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 have the instruments for this, and you know what's going out there in 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 Japan, it's Fukushima, right? With, with right, the right. New, Fukushima, yes, yes. Fukushima, yeah, Fukushima and what's going on there? Twenty eleven. Yeah, I think they're still having problems with that. They're still leaking. Yes. Radioactive water into the. Uh, into it hasn't the ocean. stopped. <laughs> and uh, they're trying to build like an ice wall. But uh-huh. um, yeah, but they're they're tracing the cesium all the way over to the United States, and it is accumulating in fish, and it is increasing the cesium mm-hmm. in fish. Mm-hmm. And they they even had it. I remember some of the reports and stuff even out here in the east. Some of the grass and cows and milks are beginning to get some of these radiation, and you have here kind of equipment that can measure it. You, you think it might be a good idea? So people that are concerned to see, you know, maybe what they're eating, or more important, if they're buying foods like like uh, seaweed or something from Japan or something, and and see if it's contaminated. Well, at this point, the contamination is so low that mm-hmm. it would be hidden in background radiation. So unless okay. you have a, equipment that's a little bit more sophisticated uh-huh. than a Geiger counter, like a, a scintillator. Um, mm-hmm. Probably not a good idea. If you were in Fukushima and you were checking for gross contamination, then by all means. If you're mm-hmm. looking for a gross contamination of food, then you can use a Geiger counter. But if you need um, to really check the food stuff to make sure that it's safe, you need equipment that's a little bit more sophisticated than a Geiger counter. Mm-hmm. So uh, there are. I am writing types. an article that should be up on my website in mm-hmm. a couple of weeks just on checking foodstuffs with Geiger counters, what you can do and what you can't do, what you can expect to do and what you can't expect the Geiger counters to do. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of like a reality check, what, what you can get out of a Geiger counter and what you can't, or when it relates to checking food safety. Mm-hmm. And um, have you done research in reference? Because they've been saying even low-level radiation is a lot more damaging than even high-level. Well, you know That's what, they say no, ra- no level of radiation is yes. safe. Um, you know, you have right. different types of radiation. Uh, alpha uh-huh. rays, which are outside of the body, very benign. They can be stopped by a piece of paper. But if you mm-hmm. ingest it and it's inside the body, then it's a lot more damaging than even gamma rays. You know, How does that work inside the body? Like, I mean, I'm curious to see what what it is like, like particles that bounce around and does damage? How does that work? Yes, it does damage. Um, In what way does changes, it? Like... Well, you know, mutations. Uh, mm-hmm. It starts uh, can start a cancer. Mm-hmm. You know, as the DNA is, you know, reproducing. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, it can create a mutation and, and 
create a problem. Hmm. Wow. So you're writing an article on this. I, I would definitely right. would love Basically, to have it. Right, checking mm-hmm. foodstuffs, right. Yeah, I would definitely would love to have this as well. You know, on and that's what the NDC Savings Club is to educate people and give them resources. Okay. Which, which you know, which would be great. You know, and then we can put that up there, and and put as part of our resources and and natural. I have a whole subject there for holistic and natural. Mm-hmm. So then, so then, people can understand what is happening. I mean, do I, I'm, I guess I'm assuming that people out in the in the West Coast and going forward here to the East Coast, they're if there is some sort of contamination, which will continue, it'll probably be more affected later on for us here in the East Coast. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the West Coast, like you say, is getting hit first because um, you know that's a direct line, and they, they are increasing. They are measuring increases in um, CCM and seaweed, and mm-hmm. I think the large fishes like tuna. Mm-hmm. So, but they are tracking it. You know, they are tracking it. Since, since this is part of your background, you kind of understand this. Let, let's say we do eat some seaweed. I mean, stuff can be you know transported from California or tuna and come back here anywhere in the country and come back here in the east and and we eat it. And, and if it is high concentrations of it, um, you know, how bad is that for? About does it accumulate like the tuna? I know tuna mercury accumulates. Mm-hmm. Does the any kind of uh, radiation like that does that accumulate in our body as well does it localize that does it become does it attract to itself or it just spread I out know, throughout the I whole know body ccm i believe ccm is uh water soluble okay. uh, but i haven't really researched that so i okay. really don't want to comment on that okay you know, these effects you know mm-hmm. my my thing is really checking for radioactivity not what happens if you ingest okay uh you know strontium 90 i know is a um goes to the bone which makes it yeah, makes it terrible, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it, uh, it's like a calcium replacement. And, and really, anybody who's listening to double-check, uh, check it because I'm just going from memory now. Like I said, uh-huh. yes, you yes. know, most of my stuff is, is actually checking for radioactivity, not what mm-hmm. happens when these compounds or when these isotopes are ingested into the body. I haven't mm-hmm. really looked at that. Okay. Now, yeah. some of the devices, which you have all kinds of great devices here, people, do you have, like, where people can purchase one of these maybe devices or it wouldn't make them, it's not sensitive enough? Which devices are we talking about? Uh, for radiation, some of the radiation detectors. Well, I think, you know, anybody who's not familiar with radiation detection should mm-hmm. really start out with a Geiger counter. Learn how to okay. use a Geiger counter, and then if they want to upgrade to a scintillator, mm-hmm. then they can do that. But I, I think the first stop is, um, yeah, is... Uh, uh, you know, a Geiger counter. Great, great. So then you have it there, and and then people can yeah, learn about it. Yeah, we have a it. variety of Geiger counters. I mean, we even have kits where people can purchase a kit and build together. It's the least expensive way to get started. Great. I mean, this is this is great information because again, what's happening out there in Japan and God knows what other other accidents if something happens. You know, everything's moving around, and it's probably up in the air as well. You know, so. You know, pe- people are probably being exposed. I think right now Fukushima is really polluting the ocean. Mm-hmm. And I forgot how many tons of water are being uh, dumped into the ocean mm-hmm. every day from the reactor. So mm-hmm. they still haven't put a cap on that yet. Like I said, yeah. the last I heard, which was a couple of weeks ago, they're trying to get uh, permission to build an ice wall to try to, 
to seal it. So in the meantime, right. it's leaking. It's leaking radioactivity into the oceans. And it's been years already. Oh yeah, plenty of years. And nonstop, probably. Yeah. Twenty eleven that happened. Wow, that's 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 crazy. Well, it goes to show you that, you know, we have a lot of great technology, but then we're also, you know, we can't control our technology. You know. Well, I don't think it's really a matter of control. It's, I mean, it was hit with a tsunami. I mean, you know, yeah, yeah. You're, yeah, yeah. You're trying to anticipate, you know, uh, mm-hmm. this uh, random event. That's uh, kind of tough. Yeah. That's kind of tough thing to do. Yeah. You know, it's like having an right. earthquake right on on the reactor. It's, it's, you know, you're not kind of anticipating that. I mean, you know. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, again, it's we're trying to educate people and let them know. Again, that's a concern of mine that. Especially now with all the neurological issues and stuff, with all these kids now with autism and yeah. ADD and all that stuff, this can mm-hmm. be, you know, it will make it worse, you know, yeah. and we don't know. And also a lot of us with lower immune system and autoimmune diseases and stuff, having this radiation or parts, you know, parts of it in our food or whatever, right. that can definitely do more damage to us neurologically. And that's a whole other concept there, how you detoxify it, how you neutralize it. It's going to be hard to do that. You know? Yeah, yeah. So the, the best thing is just be aware of it and try not to eat stuff that's imported from Japan or seaweed and stuff that, or a lot of these fish and stuff. You know, mm-hmm. that that would be kind of the, the the safety thing to do. But so John, talking about this, let, let's talk about now Krillin photography. I mean, ha, ha, what is this? What what is the concept of Krillin photography? Uh, is it a is it a picture? Is it, uh, you know, now digital? Please tell us about that. All right. Well, Carilion Photography, as it started out, um, was really, uh, it's really a high-voltage contact print. So what you're doing is you're applying a high voltage to an object. You're creating a corona discharge around that object, and you're recording that corona discharge uh, on film. So that's mm-hmm. how it originally started, using film. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so, you know, people looked at this and they, they said, wow, that looks just like an aura, like the aura that uh, artists uh, depicted for saints, you know, the aura mm-hmm. around saints. And so, the, you know, so then it started taking off with that. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. actually, it's a high-voltage corona discharge. That's mm-hmm. basically what Carilion photography is. It's a contact print because it's not it's not projected, so the... The actual object has to be in contact with the film, which is in contact with either the ground or the high-voltage source, depending on how you have it set up. Mm-hmm. And they produce very beautiful pictures. I mean, you can get really some really nice pictures. So it, it's sort of, sort of like the electrical static around between the, your hand or whatever it is, the surface, and it, and it goes around it. Right. It right. But it's more. It's 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 not static. Static is like a okay. um, uh, an accumulated charge that you can dissipate. Uh, this is a continuous discharge, like a continuous discharge. spark. So that's and, and you do need that, you know, to make the exposure, which could be, you know, anywhere from a fraction of a second to a couple of seconds, mm-hmm. depending on the strength of the device, what what you're recording, what you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot depends up on the on the setup. I mean, there are a number of ways of setting up a uh, a photograph. Mm-hmm. It's, it's photograph, and that's how it started off as as photographs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and and you mentioned you and I talked before 
that it's also the the humidity, right? The water content. Which well, there also... there are a lot of factors that influence mm-hmm. the corona okay. discharge. So it could be the the humidity in the air, the dryness, the mm-hmm. conductivity of the object that you're shooting. Uh, mm-hmm. In the case, if you say you're shooting a leaf, the conductivity oh. is directly related to how much moisture is in the leaf. So if you're mm-hmm. using a moist leaf that was just picked off of a plant, you're going to uh-huh. get a nice corona discharge. If you pick off a leaf and let it stay out and dry out for a day or so and it gets a little bit withered, now the corona discharge is not going to be that bright. And mm-hmm. if you let it dry out to where it's completely um, dry, you're not going to get any corona discharge out of it. So that, that's interesting that you're saying. So if you cut a leaf, you're able to see the discharge, the corona discharge, the feel around it. And then you... Like you're saying, you let it go for two, three days. It it would it wouldn't be as much. So let's say 100 percent, it goes down to 50 percent. Let's say mm-hmm. right. uh, of its charge. But then, if you go out there doing the autumn and you pick up one of these dry leaves that fall from the tree from the autumn, they're all dried out, and you put that on the on the uh, on the plate, you're not going to have no charge at all. Right. It's not really. going to show anything at all. So then comes the next concept is that you have people out there that whatever they say that they are able to generate energy and 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 give off you know energy out of their hands whatever. Mm-hmm. So my next thing is to say okay if if there's a, a leaf that is from the autumn that's completely dry mm-hmm. and it's flat on on the uh, on the plate and then the person just puts just a finger on the stem of it, but not on the plate, would that, like, charge up the leaf? It wouldn't, uh, right? It should not. It should not. So if it did, if something like that did happen, uh-huh. um, that would be something to investigate. Something to investigate, correct. Right. But, but technically, if, no. Just touching a leaf is not going to re-energize it up. a dry leaf or a withered leaf. No, mm-hmm. not going to do anything. It's not going to do. So, see, why I'm asking this, John, is because again, you have the equipment there. You're an owner of a company, and you've written ten books, and you've written hundreds of articles in reference to this kind of energy and research out there, and all the different equipments and stuff. Right. Well, and, I've written a number of articles on building your own Carilion photography equipment too. Great. I mean, it's uh, there's a lot of information out there. I mean, uh-huh. uh, you know, some of these devices are very simple to make. Mm-hmm. And um, anybody can play around with it. Mm-hmm. And that, saying that, you've been a novelist, right? You've been playing around with to trying to get. And let's talk about some of these effects that people talk about. And you and I know you and I talked about that. You have the equipment there. You know, you know what the equipment is, how to build it. You can build your own. You have your own equipment there. You sell and stuff. You haven't come up with some of these, uh, like the Phantom Leaf. Uh, example, right? No, that's something I keep looking for. Um, you keep, in fact, you keep looking for We've been talking it. so much about Caribbean photography and everything that, you know, I have, uh-huh. I have this book coming out. It's, it's a book that, uh, mm-hmm. the first book I wrote on Caribbean photography deals predominantly with using film. Although okay. even in that book, I showed people how they could use a um, standard camera or a video camera to take mm-hmm. uh, real-time mm-hmm. video. Mm-hmm. But now the second book I'm doing is just exclusively using digital cameras, mm-hmm. and I, I'm thinking also about a 
third book where I'm just going to show the investigation of the phantom leaf phenomenon. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. like the 20 different ways that I've checked, and like i got about maybe five different new ways to check mm-hmm. uh, for the phantom leaf, because that's, you know, that's, that's the a holy, holy grail. grail of Korean photography. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, if you could show, if you could tear off a piece of a leaf and then photograph it and show that piece still intact, like some sort of soul of the leaf or some sort of bioplasmic field, uh-huh. yeah, that that's pretty neat. I mean, that's a new paradigm. So, so yeah, what's interesting? So, John, what's interesting here is that you have the equipment. You've been trying to see this for yourself as well. I would if I had the equipment and stuff and know about it. I mean, I'll be just as a novice or you know, hobby trying to find this as well. So not only yourself but other researchers are still looking for this. But then you see on the Internet stuff, you see all these YouTube channels that they're able to show the Phantom Leaf and all this stuff, but you're saying that that's not what it is. <laughs> it's well, not showing the, up. The Phantom Leaf is very easy to fake. Okay. But there have been legitimate researchers, most of them in India, that, you know, these PhDs in electrical engineering who have photographed the phantom leaf. So I'm not discounting mm. them. Yes. You know, I'm okay. not saying, well, these guys are faking it. I don't, I don't believe they mm. are. I just haven't been able to reproduce their results. Mm-hmm. Now, is um, it in the equipment or is it some other things that they're doing? Well, you know what? I don't know, because, yeah. you know, they, they gave a lot of information. Their equipment is different than mine, mm-hmm. um, so I, I can't really say. Mm-hmm. Which so brings even, up well, now. Actually, the Russians were the first ones to say yes. this. Mm-hmm. You know, the Indians, uh, some Indian scientists have, have said that they captured the phantom. I mean, there are a couple of American um, photographers mm-hmm. who have said that they've captured it. So, I mean, there's, just... there's a number of people who said they have you know, capture the phantom leaf. So, you know, it's quite yeah, possible but, that they have. Yeah, but the, is, isn't that the, always that in science is that things have to be duplicated, <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah, you have uh, to come up with the parameters Yes. and say, if you put this frequency, this setup, mm-hmm. blah, 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 you get a 30% mm-hmm. chance of capturing a phantom. So you know if mm-hmm. you do it 10 times, you're going to get it three times, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, nobody's been able to do that. Yeah. So usually when they capture it, it's like a hit-and-miss phenomenon. They don't mm-hmm. even know why they got it, you know. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so the, whatever <laughs> variable is allowing that phantom to show, yeah. we don't know what that is. We haven't been yeah. able to tie that mm-hmm. down. I'm not saying it exists. I'm just saying, you know, I've, I've, every time I've looked, I have not yeah. been able to capture it. And mm-hmm. um, like I said, every once in a while I try something mm-hmm. new and I try to capture it again. And mm-hmm. I think what I want to do is put together a book with all my attempts and yeah, what yeah. the results were. So that'll be your third book. So now, mm-hmm. what you did, you started with your first book, which I got a copy that you sent to me, which right. I really appreciate. Right. The Great book, book is going to be released next month. Okay. Which is going to be like an e-book, and it's just predominantly using digital equipment now. Digital. Uh, nobody uh-huh. using film cameras anymore. Correct. Uh-huh. Um, and then the third book is just going to be a simple book, like a supplement, like, you know, mm-hmm. In Search for the Phantom or something like that, mm-hmm. In Search for the Phantom Leaf Phenomenon. So whether I capture it or not, mm-hmm. I could show everything I've tried to capture it. Yeah. So, you know, you have a baseline, and then if anybody's mm-hmm. reading that and say, well, okay, this was tried, this was tried, this was tried, but he didn't try this, well, let me try yeah, yeah. that. So, you know, so it, could, it might help 
other people move forward with the uh, with it. Yeah. I mean, I, I love the book that you sent me here, clearly in photography, a hands-on guy. Thank you. Which is great. I mean, I, I love all the pictures. <laughs> I like books yeah. of pictures. <laughs> so it, it shows you, you know, some people are visual, I like pictures and stuff, and the reading is nice. And, I mean, it's a great book. Now you have this, which is regular for photography. Now you're, you're taking it to the next level in digital, where everything is going digital. And then now, right. like you're saying, you're going you're gonna to do the next book, which would be, you know, on your experiments to see if you're able to capture this. So, I mean, definitely we're looking forward to, and if you do have anything, you know, we'll definitely do another show on this. So now let's get down to, we have about uh, three minutes left or five minutes left. And let's get down now to all this stuff that when you go to these, you know, um, um, health shows or holistic health shows or health expos, uh, they have all this you know, uh, booths and, and, and people having their Wakrillian photography that they're able to see your auras and stuff. What are your oh, is it ideas? Is photography or is it aura photography? Or what is the difference between Krillian and aura photography? Well, aura photography, the couple of aura photography devices that I've seen, um, a person puts his hand on some mm-hmm. sort of plate, Mm-hmm. where they measure the galvanic skin resistance of the hand at different points on the hand. Mm-hmm. And then they use that information um, where a computer would paint an aura around the, uh, the video or the uh, digital mm-hmm. picture of the uh, person who has the hand on the plate. So that's not Karelian photography. Mm-hmm. They don't call it Karelian photography. That's why they came up with that term, aura photography. Aura photography. Yeah. Aura photography is not Karelian photography. So uh, we talked and you mentioned that different stresses on you, if you're under stress, like lie detectors and stuff, would have different effects on your body. And through these aura photographies or whatever it is, that can also affect you, no? Right. Mm -hmm. Right, exactly. So, you know, when we were talking about the parameters with Karelian photography before, Mm Mm-hmm. We were talking about um, the humidity or the electrical conductivity of the person. Well, that's also related to GSR or galvanic skin resistance. Mm-hmm. And galvanic skin resistance is very useful for lie detectors. As a person is stressed, the skin resistance changes. They have a little meter goes up and down to tell a person is stressed mm-hmm. out and possibly lying. Well, anything that changes the skin resistance will also change the um, corona discharge around that person's finger pad or hand or whatever you're, you know. Mm-hmm. Obviously, if the resistance goes up, the corona discharge shrinks. If the conductivity or the GSR goes down, lower resistance, then the uh, corona discharge will increase. So mm-hmm. um, it's a very sophisticated, you know, uh, kind of a roundabout way to make a lie detector, but you can do that, and you're dealing with known physiological, you know, effects. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no reason to um, bring in, like, a bioplasmic um, mm-hmm. theory to explain why that corona discharge is varying while the person is being stressed out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the sad part that you mentioned, which, again, we're, we're trying to look at the truths here and in, in the, in the physics. You mentioned that these auras, whatever it might be, uh, you mentioned that 
they use these programs. It's all computerized now, and you see these auras and all that. And and you're saying that the, this is painted on. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, you know, the, the, the whatever computer program they have interprets their galvanic skin resistance and uses that information to, say, cover an aura around the person, blue, green, violet, whatever. You would really need to, to speak to one of these guys, one of these aura photography yeah. guys, and ask them how their program works. I mm-hmm. think they got a little bit more sophisticated uh, with the programs because before they could stick any inanimate object in front of the camera, mm-hmm. in front of that, and uh, it would it would just paint an aura around whatever the object is. So it could have been like a uh, a, a brick, key. you know, a brick. and it just would have painted an aura around the brick. So obviously that didn't look too good. So they came up with mm-hmm. something where where uh, it just puts it around up person's head or, or, or bust of the person. But you know what? My information on this is, is really second-hand. You know, this is just what I've seen them doing. Yeah. I mean, I don't have a camera, yeah. and uh, uh, I never had a camera. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, well, that would... Well, John, as you hear our music, our time is up. I mean, thank you so much. People can go to your website. Okay. We, we can go directly to imagesco.com. We just okay, ran out of time here, John. It was great. All right. Thank you so much, John. And everyone, you know, tune in to next week's show. I appreciate everyone on the call, and I'm looking forward to having everyone on the call for next week. Again, John, thank you, and thanks, everyone, for listening. Oh.